Okay. Good evening. We're just giving you a different background. Behind me is the Arana uh, Kedish Baruch Hashem. And we're just going to start here for a few nights. Uh, so if you come, either we're here or we're upstairs. We wanted to start with a little more Rafchis as we did uh, yesterday. And the copies you have in front of you are the ones we started last week. We're going to see the Sukkim again quickly and go back to the Ramban that we're in the middle of. This is the Makar of Baltashchis Midaraisa. This is the example given in Chumash. The question is, why this example? Is this Daraisa? Is everything else Darabonon? This is a of Malkus. What is everything else? So again, the Psukim start from Yotes, Kisatzel Ir, Yamim Rabim, Lilochamallah, Litafsa. And the regular siege was done in a way where they had a uh, scorched earth policy. They used to regularly burn things outside the city, cut down trees, even if they weren't using the wood to build catapults and ramps and use for cooking and and uh, fires and the like uh, to warm themselves. And the Torah Aser is doing it, certainly, in a way that is pure hashchasa, in a wanton way. And the question is, what if you're doing it just to annoy the enemy, to scare them? Is that also Aser? Is that a bona fide reason? One would think that's a bona fide reason. Uh, we're going to see soon. So, the you're going to want those trees afterwards, and you can certainly eat from them now. You're going to want to make sure they're giving fruits for years to come. So we have one iser, Shaila is at one lava, two. Which Rashi said, Why are you attacking the poor person? Is he your enemy? Why are you assaulting him? It's just an eight. And the Ramban is going to uh, give another possibility. Adam Eitz Asadem. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that me crackling or is that... Some uh, people are not muted. Some people are not muted. Okay, if anybody has a Shaila, unmute yourself and ask the Shaila. Meanwhile, we're going to mute. I just muted the speaker. Okay, very good. Again, Rashi says, Loshen Bitmiya, look at Rashi. Hareki Meshamesh Loshen Dilma. Shema Adam Eitz Asadu, the Kanadis Pesaycha Matzar Mipanecha. Lis Yaser Bi Yisuri Rav, it's Samik Anshir. Is the poor tree supposed to suffer like the people in the city of hunger and Yisurim, which if they surrender would stop, but they're not, and that's the war, but the tree is not an enemy combatant. Lama Tashchisenu. So Rashi says, Loshen Bitmiya. Rak pasichaf rak eitz asher teidakila eitz machal hum. Again, we're reviewing these psukim, and we will do many times as we do in the anchor of any sugi at the beginning. We'll go back to it a lot to make various diukim, but right now, just from these few psukim, there are a lot of shailas to ask, and a lot of hakiras. One lav, two lav, and where does it extend? And this lashon over here in pasichaf, page two, rak eitz asher teidakila eitz machal hum eitz as I mentioned, we're not going to get to this in the next uh, week or two, but they have the famous 
Shailam, Shayshmaitza, much, much of it is on this, is a Safik Daraisa Lachumra, which it is, Safik Daraisa is Lachumra, is a Lachumra Midaraisa Midarabonam. Is it a Din Daraisa that you have to be Machmir or not? So, there are Rishayim on both sides. Some Rishayim say when it comes to a love, it's one Shaila, because you have to know you're not doing the love, as opposed to an Ase, maybe you're not Machiv to do it. Here, the Pasuk goes out of his way. You have to know it's not a fruit-bearing tree. Why do you need a Pasuk for that? If it's an Issa rice that cut down a fruit-bearing tree, if I think it might be, and I've laid this asafik, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, so I shouldn't be able to cut it down if me the rice is, the rice is the chumrah. The, the famous raya, all the rayas are famous. The raya is the shailiz, is it a raya that that's the klal, and this is one of the makaris, or is it an exception to the rule? Just planting seeds, that's a bad pun for this, Ilya. But we'll come back to it in Mitzvah Shem. But if you know for sure it's a, it's a barren tree, it's not a fruit-bearing tree, then you can use the wood to build your ramps and whatever else you need. And then use it to complete the siege and finish the war and conquer the city. So, page three. We quickly read this Ramban, which is... Never going to do justice to it, so we're going to go back now to explain. In the second paragraph of the Ramban, Avol, Aldas Rabbaseinu, Sugim Baba Kama, right near the Sugim we started with in Chavola, Mutur Lichros Eitz Machal Livnes Matzar. So the Gemara says clearly if you have no other choices, there are no cedars of Lebanon, there are no oak trees and the like, and you need the wood, it's clearly Mutur to cut down a fruit bearing tree because you need the ramps and the types of weapons you're building out of wood, and that's the effort to the war. If you can make a chal shop before, you can certainly cut down a tree. So Ramban says, the Gemara pretty clearly says that. You have to make sure it's not a fruit-bearing tree. If you have a choice, use the Elon Srak, the barren tree, before you use the fruit-bearing tree. Imkain, Rabban says, Pirish Aparishlodaitam, according to this Gemara, Shezira Terla Sashchis S. Eitzal, Lechreza Sam Derechashchosa, the Isser is Derechashchosa, which is really one of the difficult things that you have to figure out in each subset of Baltashchis, and we'll get to many, many examples. What's considered Derechashchosa? Uh, that's Asr, and what's considered, no, you have a reason, and of course you have a reason. Most people have a reason when they do things. The question is, is that a good enough reason? I reminded you that in Tesis, when it came to Chavala, he said, just the reason that you want to do it is not a good enough reason for self-mutilation. For Baltashchis, we have uh, slightly looser parameters, but not as loose as we'd like to believe here in America. Again, as we start to develop the sugi, we'll see many examples. Shlol So you can't do it. Derech HaShchasav is not an immediate need of war. And the minig in most wars and most armies was that when they came to the outer permanent of the city, they knew it was going to be a long siege, they started chopping down trees and destroying things. Why'd they do that? So, Ramban explains interesting insight in the ancient psychology. I say ancient because we don't have sieges to cities anymore. Not, not very common. We have airplanes. They don't really... You can have people who are barricading themselves. It's not going to last very long to have jets and they're going to bomb the place. So then they had no way to get over the wall. So they closed the gate and they bolted it and 
And they had to run out of supply. You had to try to storm it and climb the wall. And they had people on top of the wall throwing things down. And there was a whole to-do, which sometimes took months and years. So then they had Trojan horses once in a while where they tricked them into getting in. And uh, that sounds underhanded. But as I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned yet, but they have all sorts of rules and regulations of war, none of which our enemies seem to keep and all of which America feels bound which makes fighting a little difficult. All sorts of international rules and regulations, but the other side never keeps them. And um, I don't know, maybe you can investigate this. Did they lishitas some? They don't want people fighting really bad, like, you know, really brutal, which is what fighting is all about in the first place, unfortunately. And I don't know how you really take care of the enemy in a non-brutal way, but it's always been violated, World War I, World War II, for sure, and, you know all the other wars, by the enemy. And the issue, I don't know if they took up in the tribunals yet, but did they ever ask for spying? Pretty underhanded if you think about it. Planting a guy who looks friendly and having him infiltrate into the higher echelons of government and then he's a spy? That's pretty, pretty underhanded. Did they ask for that yet or that's still motor? Uh, I would understand that. <laughs> so I say the law was, the law is. No, normally you take a prisoner of war, you have to treat them as a prisoner of war, which our enemies don't do well either. But if they have some on our side, then they do. Okay. So, and you're saying spies, that's really bad. So they admit there's madrigas and how underhanded you're going to get, but they still are not shocked that they're spies. That's still officially mutter? Okay, I assume it's officially Mutter because Russia still has thousands of them here and we got thousands of them over there. And um, we could have some of them sitting in this room for all I know. And uh, not, not you, it wasn't a... Uh, uh, although you never, you know, a job is a job, you know, but... Uh, so, um, you know, you have some principles. <laughs> That's because they have the ones on the other side. I'm just saying, it's, it's, the whole thing's a little strange. I'm not against Nuremberg laws because, you know, if there was a way to fight more civilly, we're all for it. Why torture people? But it's just a little ironic that usually the other side is not really uh, into it. The reason I mention all that is because the Ramban is mentioning that all the other armies, when they came, they knew it would be a long siege and they're camping in it. There was nothing in it for them. They would go on a rampage and start cutting down the trees. Why? Kacha. They would always do it, and uh, the Ramban gives us far in a moment that maybe if they weren't successful in the siege, at least they did damage on the outside. The Ramban's going to say that's far, and the reason he says that's far is because he's going to say based on the far. That's why Hashem Asad is, is. You don't have to do that. I'm helping you in the battle. You lay siege, you fight normally, you don't have to ruin the uh, environment. You'll win. You don't have to resort to that. That you're already having years. In case you don't win, you're going to cut down everything else to teach them a lesson not to start up. So it's interesting he says that's the far. I always thought the far was that you have to charge the city and need it at a level. But according to the Ramban, he's not going to say that. Because according to the Ramban, that would be mutter. Because that's not hashchasa. That's for a reason. You don't want people stumbling over trees. So according to Ramban, I keep mentioning Ramban, because I'll show you the Rishonim who argue and they say just to scare the enemy or psychological whatever would not be mutter. And the Ramban says, no, that might be a bona fide need, certainly to prevent them from eating apples if they're getting their nutrients like that. The thing the Torah is answering is the minigah to destroy everything outside in case they don't win, at least they're meditation. 
That's not bonds about the light. Let's see it inside. Kinochamim first line mashchisim beir savarts ulai lo yuchlula. Maybe they won't win, so at least they'll be remembered. They'll have done some damage. This is a borrowed raya because this was a harashan malachim. They went to fight Mayav, and Rashi over there says Mayav at such time as a Mayav that the Navi Hashem Hashem suspended the rule of not cutting down fruit bearing trees. Very unusual, it's a harashan. And the Kleiso was told to go to battle and destroy all the cholates, he's going to quote it, cholates, taiv, tapilu, chamayim, tistaimu, which was against the rules of the Chumash in engagement, and for Maya, they were such a lowly nation, they deserved it. So Ramban is using that as an expression of what everybody used to do all the time. Fatem lo sasu lahashchasa. Why not? The fascinating Ramban is a function of bitachon. There's no need to do damage in the outside in case you never get in the inside, so they'll remember you and not start up again. If you're laying siege, you'll win the war, don't worry about it. Hashem is on your side. So no reason to cut down. There's real batashas because you're going to be in the inside of the city after you conquer it, and you're going to want those trees because you want to eat apples. So what a waste. So don't make a point in case you have to leave, in case you get repelled. Don't worry, you're going to win the war. Similar to what we mentioned last week of leaving one side of the city open. There is a strategic mindless to that also. The enemy might run, and you'll have less people to fight. But most people didn't, didn't work that way. They laid siege on all four sides. And they didn't want supplies coming in. And at that point, they didn't want people leaving. And they were going to conquer the city. Hashem said, I'm on your side. You're going to win. You don't have to do that. You might as well let them leave. It's easier for you, and it's more humanitarian. But that's a very beautiful guarantee that when we fight wars today, I, I'm not even sure we're bound to. Because if this was the only way to do it, today we're not zeichet the same out. We have siyat That's what, if we're going to win, that way, it's with siyat But Lamaisa. I wonder if that would apply when it's all our worst today are defensive in nature. Not to know again the siege format again because nobody lays siege today even though there are some temporary sieges but they take, you know, and uh, in Israel there were battles where we won the siege and they were, uh, it was very uh, fierce fighting but it wasn't a, a, a multi-week or month or year siege. I saw a hand somewhere. What? So if they didn't, happens in most wars that they were fighting in conquering Eitz Yisrael when they were on the Madrega throughout most of Shreftim and Dovinamel for sure, they did win actually. There were wars they didn't win after a while because they weren't in the Madrega and there were gullus conditions by Shane, like in the time of the Chashmanaim. Chashmanaim ultimately won the war. They clearly did not win every battle. As a matter of fact, they lost many of them. But pushing, pushing, pushing over a number of years, they won the war. So, is this a so that's what I'm, I, I'm mentioning. I'm going out on a limb. It's also a bad pun. I really got to get rid of all these, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, these uh, expressions of trees. But it's, the Pasuk is talking about conquering it. It's a stroll. The context of here is Hashem said, you're going to take this stroll, and you're going to conquer it. And we're in the Novi Sharon Shaftim now. And that really went very well in the initial stages. But then they were getting a little bit lazy, a little complacent. And it didn't go so well, but the ones that they uh, were winning, still keeping the halacha they supposed to be keeping, went quite well, and they kept these rules. I'm suggesting that perhaps if it's a defensive war in nature and we don't have that promise like today, we still have the promise that Kleis will always be here, and we hope that in God's conditions we still win most of the medals, but that's not a 
That's not as much of a guarantee. That's what I'm saying. That might be, that might be different. These two rules are not to Nogea. We don't normally cut down trees. We don't have to anyway, and uh, the sieges aren't the same type of uh, dynamic. So, again, Rabban says, Atem, losasu kein lashchosa kitivzuchu b'shem isbarach shiten osa b'yedchem. So you don't have to destroy the outside in case you might not get in. What that means is you're going to go into the city, you're going to win this war, and therefore why destroy the trees? You're going to want them later. You're going to want to live off of these trees and use these trees after you conquer the cities. So don't do it now, but that's Takash Chosa. That is the Pshat and the Ramban. And I will show you where some of these points are. Go to page 4, which isn't even marked, but it's the Ramam. The Ramam in Hilchas Malachim, which is really called Hilchas Malachim U Melchamas, because one of the primary purposes of the king is to keep law and order and to fight Melchamas Hashem. So... It really starts on Lachachas, but I'm starting from Zion as I want to show you the din of leaving the fourth side open, which is the same theme. So you leave room, whoever wants to save their life. So there is a humanitarian aspect of, even though I mentioned before, some of these international laws are a little bit funny if not both sides are cooperating, but there is something to it. You're fighting a war. No reason to have the people killed if they want to run and save their lives. You don't want them here. They don't want to be here. So let them go. Of course, they can also bring in supplies. So does this mean for a Dindaresa that you can't watch the fourth side? I wonder. You can't put, put a siege, a total siege on the fourth side, but can you have the guards and stand there with the binoculars and, and sentries posted to make sure they're not bringing supplies in, but anybody tries to escape them or not, you let them go? Would that be okay? I suppose so. Why would you want to... If they're bringing reinforcements, ammunition, and more people, why should you allow that? But there is a humanitarian aspect, as Lamisha wrote to the mother on Afshay. Shanamar, Yitzbu, Amidjan, Kashet, Siva, Hashem, as mentioned, it says, Kashet, Siva, Hashem. They engaged in battle, Kashet, Siva, Hashem. It doesn't say what the Tzivu was. It's Teresh, Balpeb, and Mia, Shmu, Alamdu, Shabakach, Tzivu, and that was part of the rules of engagement. Ches. Two different dinam over here. The first thing is you can't cut down a fruit-bearing tree. The second one is you can't even do it via gromo, which is very interesting. And there's a big debate in the Achreinim. We might get into it later. Is gromo a dover pasha that is mutter and other malachas, other reserm or not? Here, again, there seems to be learning out from a pasuk that it's also to overtly go and just take a chainsaw and cut down the tree, and it seems to be a din, Shaila's din, Dereis, din, Dereis, but they assert even doing it derech groma, meaning you won't cut down the tree, but you'll divert the water supply, and it won't get the nutrients and the irrigation it needs, and then it'll die. So even though that's happening over a long period of time, that's still usher. That's how humble this is. So you can't even do something to not do the regular upkeep of the tree if there's a nice stream going through and the tree is benefiting from that. Yeah? Why is the Ramam not to mention Chutzla Medina? The Chutzla Medina meaning out of the city. doesn't mean Medina country. Well, that's the context of the Pasuk. 
did they have trees in the city? I don't think there would be any Yitzhahar. I think the Chiddush over here is even though by war, whenever you approach the city to conquer it, the Minigolomo's armies did just that. It's the first thing they did. He's, he's patterning after the Pusik. It doesn't mean it's mutter if you have a nice apple tree growing in the middle of the city with one of those things where they make those cute things in Manhattan with coming out of the cement. Uh, but if it's growing something, it's growing something. So it wouldn't, wouldn't be the Chilika. I think it's just patterned after the scenario. Yeah. We're going to see that most people going to say it's any type of, type of reduction unless there's something uh, in tree care called pruning, as we know. One of the Isser, Malochas, and Shemitah, and the like. So pruning, even though I live in Muncie also, I don't know too much about taking care of fruit-bearing trees, but apparently you have to prune once in a while, and sometimes you can do it in a way where it's good for the tree if something is growing too much, jutting into another thing, and you've got to make room, and there's an art to pruning. So that's mutter because you're trying to steer them as liveness, so to speak. But if you're not pruning, if you don't know anything about pruning, you just take a, a chainsaw and start cutting, you're going to destroy some good branches. So it's any part thereof. Even if it's not, no, it's real grandma. Because Amos Amayim is... I don't know how quickly they would die, but diverting an Amos Amayim means you used to get its water, and now it's not getting its water. Does that take a full season or not? You have to ask the botanists, but uh, it's not immediate for sure. It's a real grandma. So Shailas is also... That's one of the things we'll discuss with other Nafkaminas. Can you stop, let's say today, they're spraying the trees with all sorts of chemicals, so the insects don't start ruining things, and you stop doing that. So that's grandma. No, that's the minig. That's the way we take care of trees. If you stop doing that, uh, does that become an isser because your intention now, why would you stop? You're trying to have the tree die. That's an isser. Uh, and a few other disclaimers. In uh, modern medicine, unfortunately, uh, the shayla comes up a lot where Lailena, somebody is in critical care. So Ramesha wrote the truth of many, many years ago that you have a shayla if the patient wants or if there's a good chance, um, any decent chance the patient will survive, you have to give full care. But it's a type of critical care where you're causing more pain and the patient absolutely doesn't want, not the family doesn't want. I'm saying this too quickly. It's a very heavy topic. And Ramesha says, whatever you want to discuss, risky procedures and that might not really do anything, somewhat part of our sugya, but he says one thing's for sure, food, liquid, hydration, oxygen, you got to give. Come what? So Moshe wrote that many, many years ago. Shalom Zalman and many Rabbi Yosheb, others in Yisrael said, well, nowadays with the standard of cares that they give, the IV, the hydration, and they also give regular antibiotics, and so then they had a much longer list because as the medicine, that became standard care. I'm using that sushtel, pretty uh, morbid sushtel, but automates asada, right? If the tree is used to getting this, if that's standard care to take care of the tree with A, B, C, D, and you don't with the intention of having it shrivel up, that might be a problem also, not just the amasamayim. You can make a chili, because amasamayim is running right next to the tree already. You're, not, you're, you're diverting something here, I'm just not doing something, but it's definitely uh, it's what to discuss there, yeah. And you, you step on with the, their army cleats and they, and they rip up all the roots. Yeah, that would be worse than this. Amazamayim is pretty gentle. You're just like down there diverting the water. And all of a sudden, the tree's not getting the water. Even that's awesome. 
Right, no, but this not to not doesn't rip up Tzedakah. I went to the Botanical Gardens once, and they said you can't go within ten, five, ten. Probably six feet of the tree. Social distance. The tree shouldn't breathe your. I'm happy they didn't say you were traumatizing the tree and the general personality of the uh, that you know, the trees. The Democrat, you're a Republican. What? Yeah, right. Exactly. You can. Uh, uh, they talk about cats. I don't know. The trees are getting it also. I hope not. Okay. So, uh, but the roots are sensitive. You can up if you up if you kick up dirt and a root doesn't come up. It is damages. Amazing. Again, I gave my, all my disclaimers to being the share, so I won't have to repeat them that we're not here to push a green policy as opposed to humans. But the terror does have a green policy if all things are equal. And you'd be amazed how many intricate little veins and tubes going through that tree. And the you know, pens on the roots is coming from It's an amazing debris. is incredible. So it's a real breathing, breathing, living organism. It just doesn't supersede humans, doesn't even supersede animals. There's an Isser Tzar Balachayim, which might be in his Daraisa. There's no Isser Tzar Balachayim by trees, I don't believe. I didn't see anybody say that Chiddush. It is to cut them down, and there is a Makar that if you start, somebody asked me that last week, if you just start taking off leaves, is that you should never try to destroy something just because you're spacing out and you're ripping off leaves. It's a living organism. Why, I, that can't be good, but the issue we're talking about is you're taking down something which humans can benefit from, besides the Kabbalah tied with the other Mitzvah The Pashup shot, which again is going to be one of our subtopics when it comes to most of the trees around here, is rock. The old oak tree and uh, all the yellow ribbons that they have and all the other things that uh, we have going on in America. Beautiful trees, a lot of leaves, gives shade, also has a purpose. Lamaisa, this is a Dereisa, Apinigla doesn't apply. There might be other inyanim, which we'll see, and what does inyanim arm cutting them down, but it's not the same thing. So uh, if the army's passing by, should you tell all the soldiers, guys, don't rush as you're charging the city? That's not going to work very well. Uh, <laughs> they no, somebody asked last time if you were the acorn. Right. It happens to be there are a lot of recipes out there. Yeah, somebody showed me a recipe after the shear, the acorn muffins. Doesn't sound that appetizing, but you're saying there are other recipes also. Uh, Really? I just, if it gets too popular, all the squirrels are going to starve. So, what? To collect them? Because it has a lot of tannins in it, but so are cashews. It's a big tircha to deal with them, and we have a full army of people in wherever it is, Malaysia. Making cashews. Bring it to your table. Okay. I never saw, yeah, we have a lot of these things about the sugi. A number of people asked me already. Are we going to talk about it? I haven't thought about this place since I was like 10 years old. But if you go down Rechov Meisharim, I don't know if it's still there, but when I was a child, you went down Rechov Meisharim, you know, where it gets thin, where all the buses go, and there's at least an inch or two on each side, you know, as it gets. Uh, so if you walk down there near the mirror, just go up to the main street there, and there's an olive wood factory. Go down some steps. Olive wood factory? That sounds very, very problematic for this Ugya. Uh, olive tree is a fruit bearing tree. And as a fruit bearing tree, it's going to get more chashivas when we do the sugya because their shirm and how old and decrepit a tree has to be that it's not giving a yield that no longer makes sense to even work it and the real estate is sitting on. So apinigla again, apinista went much more machmer, but apinigla you can cut it down because it's not it's not about tashchis if it's costing you more money than it's yielding in the crop and olives. A couple of trees, olives one of them, that even a smaller yield is very chashuv, because olives are very chashuv. 
So, of course, until you learn the sugi, you would never stop to think about an olive wood factory. Olive wood factory means they make, do you remember the place? Is it still around? Okay, so they got little name plates. You could say Mishpachas Oldak, however you spell Oldak, I'm sure you have one. Um, there's free advertising for if you have a stake in the store. Uh, so it was, I, I started thinking, like, what is the yichus and where in the world are they getting that wood and is the whole thing illegal? That's made of olive wood? That's not olive wood. So somebody said that maybe it's not olive wood. That would be really bad if the olive wood factory wasn't made of olive wood. Uh, <laughs> slight Geneva's das, that's the case. I think it's really olive wood, and the slight little uh, information I have on it is that it is olive wood. Olive wood is a very unique wood. It's got some tremendous mildness and tremendous chesreiness of wood. It's very lousy when it comes to dealing with the elements and insects, so don't use it for paneling on the outside of your house or the inside of your house if it's near the door, because they don't last and they rot very quickly. Uh, its specialty is an olive wood factory. Now it all makes sense. They make little chashkalas. They make uh, you know nameplates, and they uh, make uh, handles of knives, and they make uh, all sorts of colonized, all sorts of interesting things that are used inside the house. Climate control, and there it's a very colorful wood. It's an easy wood to carve. There are mindless to it while they use it, but it's a very niche market. Uh, you can use it for indoor furniture. It's very expensive. The question is, where in the world are they getting this stuff from? There's only one place you can get olive wood from, and that's from an olive tree. So what's going on here? So that's, um, I'm not trying to incriminate anybody. I will tell you now that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but a number of people asked me about olive wood already. So I want to calm everybody down, and I want the place to lose business. Uh, the din is the chesa. If somebody does cut it down, the chesa is mutter b'diavid. Sometimes that's not the case. In Isserim, Yavid Lomani, the chesa is mutter b'diavid. There's no isenat tabayid unless you're fueling the whole market, which we're not. Olive wood is especially item all over the world. It's prized and it's very expensive. We can't go to a lumberyard and just order truckloads of olive wood. They don't sell, it's not a commercially sold product like that because nobody builds on a large scale outside log cabins with olive wood. It's not that easy to work with on, a, on the larger things you need and um, a lot of holes in the middle of it. It's a different type of wood. It's twisted, it's got mylas and chasrinas. Lamaisa is a mutter to cut down an olive tree for the wood. So apinigla, again, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you can make the argument if it's worth more than the olives, then I could because it's not baltashis, so I'm gaining more money. Lamaisa, it's not so that it's worth more than the olives. Olive trees, Niflis Saberi, live a long time. Now, I don't know, I didn't do exhaustive investigation about this, but um, it seems to be olive trees regularly can live 100 years, 200 years. Sounds like a long, and still give a yield of olives. Uh, they have one a couple thousand years old, they claim, in Italy. Most of this is grown in Israel or you know, warm climates, Europe. Spain, Italy, things like that. And you might get some nice olive wood carvings for some nameplates on your door, but that's the issue. That's mamish baltat. You're, you're taking away a yield for the next 200 years for, uh, for a nameplate on your door. That's uh, not a very good investment. So why would anybody do it? So again, I, I think, I would hope that they may be using the older ones, like the ones that reached 210 already, and what? Yes, if you're taking shavings, right, then you're okay. 
Right. Right, and the storms, branches break off. Okay, so that's, a, so I saw that also, that they're just, as they take little bits and pieces, but it's a very high-ended industry, not high volume, I mean, worldwide high volume, but not high volume like cedar wood or anything like that. And so somebody at the time, they're just taking shavings and things like that. Uh, it happens to be in Eretz today, in the Medina, it's against the law to cut down an olive tree. Period. I don't know if they got that because they followed the Chumash. Or, were you aware of that? That they, It's against the law. Okay. But olive trees, if you, once you know already, it could stay around for a long, long time. So that's Mamasha, but it's Baltashkis. Is, the imitations on olive wood. You can make anything look like. So then somebody asked me, what about a cherry oak? I said, I don't think a cherry oak thing is a cross between an oak tree and a cherry tree. I hope not. I thought cherry oak was just the color. I didn't, you can check it out. It's the color. It's an oak tree with a reddish uh, tinge. So, but olives of all trees is in halacha. They're going to talk about even a lower yield, you can't cut it down because of the value of the olives. They do make uh, furniture out of mango trees. Make furniture out of mango trees? Okay. Um, I hope, it sounds slippery. I hope they get rid of the mangoes first. Uh, the, the wood is supposed to be unique in terms of... Uh-huh. I, I don't know how expensive mangoes. Owls are pretty expensive. As, uh, and the olive yield worldwide, uh, surprising, is more than apples and mangoes and everything put together. Olive is considered a prize, even though we don't, we're not, we're Ashkenazi, we don't, the Mediterranean cuisine, when's the last time, having an olive for men anyway, that's a whole other tumult. It's for the oil, not for the olive, but the olives are eaten a lot in Europe. Why? Why? They're buying up all the all the olive wood. What? Because they're chopping them down. I, I think I think it's all imported. I don't think America has it. It's in a cold climate, it wouldn't work. So it's just interesting how every every uh, tree has its unique properties, but it's still lesser if you're doing it for a short time gain, short term gain, and the tree could have been around for another fifty or hundred years again, unless you're using the shavings in your pruning anyway. So again, uh, let's uh, go back to Ches. Uh, it's 9.26, so we'll go back to it tomorrow night at Mitzvah Shem. Okay, so we uh, look forward to seeing everybody online. Uh, you fellows were able to hear me over here? There's no reverb? <laughs>